guys, what's up? It's Lisa, and you're listening to What's Next with Lisa. Today is Friday, April 23rd, 2021. It's a Friday. I hope you guys have some fun weekend plans. Um, if not, maybe it's just listening to a few podcasts and getting some tips and tricks to uh, better your life. And so if you follow me on Instagram, I put up on my story yesterday that I was going to be podcasting today. And I was taking your requests for uh, podcast topics, and I got a lot of great ones. So thanks to everybody who answered my response. And I want to let you know that if I didn't cover your topic today, it's on my list. And some of the topics were a little bit more intricate, so I need some time to build a show around it, but you're on my list. If you guys have questions or things that you want to hear, you can email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Twitter at What's Next with Lisa. So without further ado, let's talk about what we're going to be chatting about in today's topic. And what I want to talk about is motivation. I've heard a lot of people talking about how they don't have very much motivation lately or they're not inspired by anything. And one of the biggest questions I've been getting, especially since the pandemic started, is what's the point? Nothing is what I expected it to be or nothing is what I wanted it to be. So what's the point? And I want to be clear that we are over a year into this pandemic. And to say that our lives have changed is the understatement of the century. A lot of things have changed. A lot of how we interact with the world around us. We interact with people. For high school students, it's sports and graduations and proms. And for college students, it might even just be the simple fact of, you know, attending class. Same with high school and elementary age students. People are working from home. They're not getting that one-on-one interaction that they're used to getting in an office setting. And while maybe in the beginning, some of this seemed pretty cool to be able to work from home, I think after a while we get fatigued, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard the term COVID fatigue. We're sick of it. We miss having human connections that we as humans are wired for. We miss being stimulated intellectually or hearing different perspectives or at the very least just having a friendly conversation with somebody in person. And I want to be clear that we can't underestimate the impact that this has on our motivation, on our daily tasks that we're so used to completing. For some people, it might just be a fear of interacting with other people, a fear of the virus. Um, For other people, it may just be they're following their company's rules, their school's rules. Um, All of these new mandates and rules that have been put in place to keep us safe, while good physical measures, right, to keep us safe from the virus, to keep us out of the hospital, to keep other people safe, it when you're talking about physical safety, not all the time do we take into account about our mental health safety and how that affects how we see the world, how we interact with ourselves. And so the first thing, you know, that I want us all to address and take note of, and if you follow me on Instagram, you saw in my post that, yes, we're all in the same storm, but in my opinion, we're all in very different ships navigating that storm. So some of us have less interaction with people than others. Some of us, um, you know, have more disappointment and maybe we're looking forward to things like prom and graduation. Some of us, the only social interaction we had was going into the office. And now that that's gone, you have a tendency to, first of all, look inward 
um, dwell on things that aren't working, get defeated, get sad. And there are a lot of experiences and moments that we need to allow ourselves the chance to grieve. If you missed high school graduation, if you miss the annual office party that couldn't happen, the annual sporting event that couldn't happen, things like that, you have to allow yourself the opportunity to acknowledge that and give yourself permission to grieve it Um, because these things are important to us. They're important to our daily routines. They're important to our livelihood. And now that so much of that looks different, rather than just sweeping it under the rug or getting mad about it and, and moving forward, I think you have to allow yourself the opportunity to grieve. And if you listen to my podcast, you know that I always say grief is left over love with nowhere to go. And when it comes to actual events and things that you are planning on in your life, that extra love is just the anticipation and excitement of looking forward to something that has been taken away by nothing that you've done wrong. We're in a global pandemic. This, you know, it's nothing that you've done wrong to be disqualified from the event. There are safety measures put in place to, to keep us away from those events, but the you know, the side effect of so much reduced um, interaction is real. And not to mention that we're doing things differently. School's online, work's online, meetings are on Zoom. There's so many things that are different. We have to take stock in saying, what is okay to grieve here? What's okay to be upset about? And so how does that in turn equate to motivation and asking yourself, what's the point? Well, it's a direct correlation between our motivation. I mean, I can't speak for everyone and you guys know that I don't like to, but I can tell you that a lot of times, you know, I've heard people and myself included, I don't get dressed and put on real clothes most days. I wear my sweats or my, you know, my workout outfit all day. Um, Because I think what's the point in getting ready and doing my hair? And for probably the first six months, maybe I thought it was pretty fun. And then it started to wear on me. And I started to realize that maybe I missed doing my hair, doing my makeup, feeling like I'm ready to leave and get out of the house. Not because, um, you know, not because I didn't like wearing my sweats or leggings, but more so because I needed that to feel some sense of normalcy and routine. And so that's a gift that I gave myself. And a lot of us are losing motivation for things. Um, And I think a lot of that directly is a result of feeling emotionally overwhelmed by everything that's happening. When we feel emotionally overwhelmed, where too much is coming at us at one time, you know, pandemic, work changes, school changes, relationship changes, things like that, we have a tendency, a lot of people have a tendency to shut down because it's too much information to process at one time. Our brains are wired for survival. They're wired to try to keep us safe. So when when we sense that we are taking in too much and not resolving enough, it, we just kind of sit down and we become you know, the layabout, if you will, on the couch, scrolling Instagram, watching TV, and then you get to the end of the day and you think, I've done nothing with my day. And then you get hard on yourself. You shame yourself. You're mad at yourself. And the the fact of the matter is, is you still have 10 different things you have really good intentions of doing the next day, but you don't. 
And before we go any further in this topic, I want to be clear, my little disclaimer for all of you is there is a very clear distinction between clinical depression and lack of motivation or feeling fatigued and lethargic, okay? If you think that you have clinical depression, something you can't get yourself out of, something that feels bigger than you, there are you know, direct symptoms that practitioners use to diagnose somebody with depression, this is not a substitute for that. If you need help with clinical depression, you need to go see a practitioner who can assess you, diagnose you, and get you medicated if that's the route you choose to go. So I want to be clear in that, okay? Um, Odds are, if you have enough insight to really be accountable to your behavior and say, ooh, this is not good. I've done nothing today and I know I need to do five different things. That means you have insight. That means that you can hopefully make some changes to talk yourself through some things, okay? And so lack of motivation a lot of times is just um, a really big difference in expectations versus action. And when we place too big of expectations on ourselves and that seems too overwhelming, what do we do? We typically shut down and do nothing because we have no idea where to start. So for example, you know, cleaning the house. Maybe you've had it on your on your list to clean the house on Saturday. And then you wake up and you're like, yep, I'm going to clean the house. But you look around and there are messes everywhere. You just get overwhelmed and you shut down. And you do nothing. And then the house is still dirty that day. And so what I mean by a difference in action and expectations is I want you to ask yourself, are the expectations I'm putting on myself too big? And if so, how can I break them into smaller tasks in order to build small bits of momentum? Because that's how we get started when we haven't been able to start for a while. Don't think so big. Think about what's one thing I can clean right now. And then I want you to celebrate that when you clean it. Awesome. I loaded the dishwasher. Yes. Okay. That's one thing. Then look around and do the next thing. And when you can break things into small tasks that don't overwhelm you, before you know it, you're building on positive momentum, one little thing after the other. So the motivation to get the whole job done, you don't need to have. You need accountability and commitment to one small thing, one small thing. Maybe it's a five-minute workout versus a 50-minute workout, and then maybe you'll do five more minutes. Small things build positive momentum. If you feel overwhelmed with all that you have to do, so then you do nothing, odds are you're thinking too big. And you can still get the really big picture stuff done, but you've got to You've got to separate that in your brain, give your brain some space to say, ooh, this small task doesn't feel as big as this huge thing. So break it down into smaller tasks. And when people say things like, well, how do I even do that? Well, you have to be accountable to yourself. You have to commit to it. And so there are, you know, lots of different theories out there about how to hold yourself accountable or set new goals, right? But I think one of the biggest, most important things to think about is know why you're doing something. 
if you don't have a really good reason um, for that goal being important or that's something that is going to feel good, it's going to be the last thing you want to do. So ask yourself why. Does, you know, why does it matter? Because it'll feel good to have a clean house. Why does a virtual graduation matter even though it's not what I wanted? Because it's going to get you onto college and we will get out of this pandemic. I firmly believe that. But the things you do now, you're basically doing for your future self. There is a reason why. And we still want to build positive momentum even through this adversity, through this pandemic. Even if it's not what you expected it to be, you adopt that growth mindset and look at what could happen if you do the virtual graduation or do the virtual class versus in person. You're still setting yourself up for future success. Now, the other thing that I think is really important to remember to when it comes to holding yourself accountable is some people do really well with writing things down. Remember, when we write things down, they're processed in a different part of our brain, that logic reasoning part of our brain versus the emotional. So be clear about what you're going to do. Be clear about the small steps. Draw yourself a roadmap, right? You can set those mini goals, and then I want you being proud of them and celebrating them. If you don't take the time to be proud of what you've done, you just shame yourself all the time for not doing enough. And shame is heavy. So celebrate it, please. It's so important. And then you also have to be accountable to when you are procrastinating. And so those are kind of the, the things like, oh, why am I wasting so much time? Why am I just scrolling through Instagram, right? Maybe you are chronically late. Maybe you can't even remember what your goal was in the first place. So really look at yourself and say, am I just procrastinating and do I need to break this into um, smaller tasks? And, you know, I think the other thing that's really important for us to talk about is your ego, So you have to remember that, remember I said that our brains are wired for survival. So when you take a look in the mirror and say, why haven't I gotten up off the couch in a week? Why haven't I done X, Y, and Z? Why am I having such a hard time committing to virtual classes versus in person? What's the point of doing a virtual graduation or prom, what have you? Versus when I really want to be in person. And your ego has a lot to do with that because your ego helps your brain keep you safe. And if you're justifying the habits that aren't serving you, that's where your ego kind of kicks in and says, no, 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 we're okay. We're good. Just keep doing what you're doing. This feels safe. And you have to be mindful of that voice that tries to justify the bad habits, that tries to justify your lack of getting going, your inability to break things into smaller goals and celebrate them because your brain wants to be right. It wants you to survive. And I should say your ego wants you to be right. Your brain wants you to survive. So when those two get in cahoots, you have the tendency to justify some really poor habits that aren't serving you because you want to be right. You want to protect what you think is keeping you safe. And you've got to take a look at the fact that, um, you know, you know when you need to do better. You know when you need to push through discomfort. And that's about trusting your gut. People struggle with, oops, with, sorry, 
I just dropped my computer. Um, people struggle with accountability because it it tends to, when you're not accountable to yourself, it tends to keep you where you're at. And then your ego's right and your brain is right. And it's important to remember that, you know, when we're young, we're used to being accountable to our parents, Right. Or as students, we're used to being accountable to our teachers. And then we grow up and we get jobs and we're accountable to our bosses, our work, our actions, things like that. But not really do we ever have lessons in how to be accountable to ourselves. And so it's important to remember that you just need to train yourself to make conscious decisions, right? Conscious, not emotional decisions to do something and to not downplay the importance with that. You need to be accountable to yourself. Just like you show up for the Zoom meeting or for work every day on time, you also need to show up for yourself. And I can't stress how important that is. And you need to tell your ego to take a lap when it says, no, you're fine. You don't need to do anything today. Um, well, granted, again, I'm not saying we all don't need rest days and you need to give yourself that from time to time. But if you are sensing a pattern or a consistency of not getting things done that you know would feel good or you know would help your future self, that's when you need to tell your ego to take a lap and say, no, I've got to be accountable to me. I'm accountable to all these other people in my life. And now over the course of the last year or so, we are accountable to this pandemic. Most of us are. We have had so many life changes, so many changes with our daily routine. It's like one more thing to just piss us off, really, and to be accountable for one other thing that we really can't control. And you've got to remember that the reason that you choose to do some things and then not others is because of your emotional perception of that reward, right? And so those are emotionally based outcomes, meaning if your ego is telling you, nope, keep doing what you're doing, don't do anything, and you convince yourself that that's going to feel good, it might in the moment. However, it's not going to at the end of the day or the end of the week when you when you knew that doing something else or making a different conscious based choice would be better to commit to. And I think it's also important to kind of take stock in Um, you know, asking yourself, gosh, have I overextended myself? Because if you're overextending yourself and doing too much for others, it's going to be almost impossible to be accountable for you because it really gives you kind of this like invisible permission to not do things for yourself because you're doing so much for other people. And the fact that we've been really kind of conditioned as a society to be accountable to so many others in so many areas of our lives, it's it can be difficult to turn the light on you and say, how do I get accountable to myself? Well, first of all, you're worth it. You're worth being accountable to yourself because that feels good and you can't give what you don't have, right? So You can't continue to give and give and give and be accountable to other people without being accountable to you, which means setting boundaries, connecting to your worth. And when I hear people say, but what's the point? You know, this pandemic, I mean, what's the point? It's not like I'll get to 
um, walk in my graduation or it's not like I'll get the promotion I wanted at work anymore because everything's via Zoom. There is a point because you have an opportunity here to ask yourself, what can this time do for me? Not why is this happening to me? Rather, what can this time do for me? You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to still set yourself up for future success. And even though it doesn't look the way you expected, it's still going to set you up for positive future interactions. If you can find a new way to navigate all the differences that have been happening, all the disappointments that you need to grieve. When you adopt a growth mindset, you start to see things like a pandemic disappointments at work, disappointments in yourself as opportunities to grow. And that's where you need to be accountable to yourself. What is your opportunity to grow? If that means you need to get up and get dressed every day, even if all you do is stay at home, get up and get dressed every day. Give yourself that sense of normalcy if that's what you need. You know, I think there's a lot of opportunity, especially over the course of the last year or so to feel bad for ourselves. And, you know, I I get feeling bad for yourself because there is, there's a lot of disappointments here, a lot of heartache, a lot of really difficult, scary things that we've all had to tackle. However, if you can take your ego out of it and you can say, what can this time do for me? I think you're going to set yourself up for better future success. There's always a point, guys. There's always a point, even though it's not what we maybe intended or expected. The point is, is that even through adversity, you have an opportunity to show up for yourself and take care of yourself and make conscious decisions based on what might set your, yourself up for future happiness slash success. And it's not all ideal. It's not what you had planned or envisioned, but it's where you're at. And we can blame people for a lot of things. We can blame circumstances for a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you are 100% responsible for what you choose to do with them. So you have an opportunity here to make it better or to stay stuck in the disappointment. And staying stuck in the disappointment doesn't set you up for future success. It sets you up for more shame, anger, and disappointment. And that's, that's not growth. That's just resentment and staying stuck. And so if your goal is to grow and to be accountable and find a little motivation, you know, step one, take a look at what you're expecting yourself to do. And your actions may not reach those expectations if your expectations are way too high. And I'm not saying don't dream big. I'm saying dream as big as you want. Plan as big as you want. But make sure you're putting yourself on a, on a path that's going to get you there, not just leave you emotionally overwhelmed and shutting down. Break it up into smaller tasks. Celebrate those smaller tasks and let that small momentum start to build into bigger dreams. There's, you know, I think the other thing about this pandemic is a lot of us have a lot more time on our hands with just ourselves or just our loved ones. And so I think there's like almost an intensity sometimes to fill these days with so many things that we should or shouldn't be doing. And just because you have a little more time at home um, doesn't mean you even need to be doing anything that's like 
hugely different. It just means you need to set your days up in a way that are consistent and structured in a way that feels good. And it's it's an adjustment. Um, and it's, you know, the one thing that we all have is the power to give ourselves compassion and kindness, even when things feel really tough and really overwhelming. Kindness and compassion. It's just, it's just the foundation for happiness and calm. Um, the more you beat yourself up and shame yourself, you know, the, the heavier it's going to be and, and the worse it's going to get. So if you're having, you know, if you're having trouble finding motivation these days or you're asking yourself, what's the point? The point is, is that you're worth it. The point is this time will pass. The point is, is you have an opportunity to embrace what is and make that work for you. And you have an opportunity to allow yourself to grieve the disappointments that maybe you were looking forward to that didn't happen. It's okay to be sad and angry about that and hurt about that. The point is, is that your future self will thank you for what you're doing right now to set yourself up for success. That time will come. And, you know, motivation is one of those things that go hand in hand with that accountability we talked about. You have to be accountable to yourself. You have to know you're worth it. And you know what? Who cares if you try something and it doesn't work out or you fail? Great. You know what you don't want. That's just as important as knowing what you do want. So take this time and ask yourself, what can this time do for me? What do I have a responsibility for myself to do? And that, my friends, is how you lessen the gap between uh, motivation or, excuse me, expectation and action. Make your expectations attainable. Make your actions actually something you can do. Let small things build big momentum. Let small things build big momentum. And at the end of the day, if nobody's told you, I'm going to tell you and I'll remind you every podcast, you are worth it. You're worth it. It's that simple. Your life matters. You bring value to this world. Your life matters. Connect to your worth. Claim it. Don't put your worth, livelihood, and well-being in other people's hands or other experiences' hands. If you're disappointed in an activity that didn't or couldn't happen because of the pandemic, don't let that affect how you see yourself. That's external validation. Give yourself the love that you need. You are worth it. All right? So I hope that helps. If you guys have questions, email me at whatsnextwithlisa at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter or Instagram at What's Next with Lisa. And until my next uh, podcast episode, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And remember, today is a perfect day to ask yourselves, what's next? See ya.